Hey everybody, before we get started on today's episode, I want to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast these days with everything you need you know, all in one place. Let me explain how it works. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer or, or iPad or anything like that. Uh, when hosting an on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. To get started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Hey everybody, welcome to Twins Nation Podcast. My name is Joe Gunderson and tonight I'm joined by uh, by my brother and my friend Chris, my brother Daniel and my friend Chris, and uh, we're going to talk some Twins baseball, of course, with you and whatever else we may. Uh, so, this week wasn't the first week of, of Twins baseball, They're sitting at two and four after first week in the season um splitting a series mariners and then uh losing two two games to the dodgers um uh thrown at thrown a perfect game at them on uh, yesterday um but it is still early so we should be okay out how did you guys see things so far? Pretty much. You know, Joe, from my end, uh, boy, <laughs> Wednesday was probably the ugliest of the games, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I mean, the new acquisition in Chris Paddock, if we want to start with the worst first, I think that's probably the best place to start. But, like, Chris Paddock was awful. Um kind of look lost out there. That first inning was, was pretty ugly for him. And then um, the team just, it really didn't feel like there was a lot of fight. I know that the, the lineup was a lot different. Rocco was trying to change things up, um, which he is, he, he's subject to do, right? He does that every once in a while, uh, changes the lineup, takes out yeah. some regular starters and, and, and just kind of gives them a break and really likes to do it um, the day before a day off. But you know, that, was a punchless lineup clearly made Kershaw yeah, look right. like he was in his prime again. And right. it, it's just an ugly game. Now I'll, I say that with this caveat, I didn't expect them to do better than two and four in the first six games, to be honest with you. And um, I think it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Did I think they were going to be dominated in the fashion that they were against us on that Wednesday afternoon game? No. And up until the rain delay, they're actually playing fairly decent on Tuesday night. Um, but they're kind of right where I thought they'd be. So while the end of it was ugly, the four game series, there's some positive things to take out of that against Seattle, but that's my initial sh- thoughts. And it has to be bookended by a pretty ugly game on Wednesday. Yeah. You know, as, as I, as I take a look at the game, I, I, I watched Tuesday nights, the, the end of that, I think had the twins not had that delay late in the game and then they gave up that, that six run eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just really think that the, any momentum they had going into that rain delay was lost and, and typical Minnesota twins baseball, 
once they lose the momentum, they, they just can't get it back. So as frustrated and, and Daniel, I, I agree with you as frustrated as I was, you know, um, that, that, that one hitter on, on Wednesday really, that, that kind of scared me because I, we got a rebound. We got a, a big series coming up, but actually a couple of big series coming up and we got to be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they do. Hmm. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we can, well, at least the stats I found, like uh, Daniel saying, Chris Paddock, he, he, made, he did, I, he went four innings, three runs, which leads to a pretty high ERA. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it would be, but uh, and um, but just as was, I think the bullpen performance the last yeah um, hasn't been so great either. Um, I had down here that. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, Caleb Theobar came in and uh, he gave up, gave up like three runs without getting an out. Or, that's one. And uh, you know, credit the Dodgers. I mean, they are probably the best team in the game. Um, everybody, most people think that. I would say so. Um, it's not a surprise they would lose to them, but. Would have liked to see them be able to than they than they showed that. Yeah, I think he hit that. I think he hit the nail on the head there, Joe. The competitiveness, right? Like you want to see him actually go out there and fight uh, against a very good team who, up to that point, what was it, one homer they had hit going into Wednesday's matinee, right? I mean, they weren't actually slugging the ball, and then they took on Minnesota and decided to hit something like four homers in that game. Um, And it's, I Chris, you you make a. Great point. It's scary because we saw this last year at the beginning of the year. What what scared me was the defense. I mean, how many errors did they make? And there was a couple. What was it? Uh, Arise was playing third base, had a ball go under his glove. They counted as a hit. I mean, there was a couple errors there by Arise that I don't think were counted. The defense last year was so ugly when they had their just awful start to the season. Uh, the pitching couldn't do anything and you just kind of saw this microcosm of that happen in that Wednesday game and you're going are we going to have to live through 2021 again which I think if 2021 happens for Minnesota this year it's a much bigger than disaster than it was last year because they've made moves to make this roster better I mean obviously chief among them right is Carlos Correa but Chris Paddock first way first round through not great um you know you bring in Pagan to make the defense a sunny gray I mean they've made these moves to make sure that they're actually competitive in a division. And even now with the expanded playoffs, and I don't want to get, you know, houses on fire type of speech here because it is only six games in, but boy, it did feel a lot like 2021 watching that Wednesday game going, oh, okay, cool. I can turn this game off by the third inning. Cause they're not going to be competitive at all in this one. You know, you take a look at Paddock and what he did in that one game, he pitched four innings, gave up six hits um, in, in that. And uh, Three earned runs, his ERA 6.75. Obviously, you know, Theobar had a had a little bit, you know, tougher of a, a road to hoe in, in three games played. He's got an ERA of 11.57, but it just goes to show how pitching pitching is a lot. It really is. Uh, uh, now, uh, that uh, we uh, was the first series of the year, and it was the Seattle Mariners, and they split with them. They looked um, at one point, you know, they looked pretty good in that series, um, pretty deep, but evenly matched probably with the Mariners, I'd say. But uh, and in that series, um, they scored only I think all but one run on home runs. Um, yeah, complete opposite of what they did against the Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers were able to shut that offense down, obviously. Um, and uh, at, at least through the Mariners series, I don't know exactly where it's. I had seen that the Twins third baseman 
Josh Donaldson this year. Um, that'd be Luis Arise and um, Gio Urshela, Urshela so far. Uh, they're hitting a combined uh, 462 with a couple of homers and uh, about four RBIs. Um, I don't know if it's quite that good anymore after the Dodgers series, but it's still uh, a lot more than the Yankees have been getting from Donaldson up to this point. But um, yeah. so that's a positive sign um, on the offensive side as well as Buxton, you know, thing had three home runs in the first three games um and um but yeah um well you know you're right joe it's positive it's positive news out of that series i think offensively buxton was a world beater um you know hit that home run Mm -hmm. in game two and so you think of this series if if two things had gone their way from minnesota if uh duffy had actually pitched well in the ninth, gotten yeah. him a save. They would have won that game. And had Gary Sanchez hit that ball in, say, mid to late May or even early June, right? It's out yeah. of the park instead of it being just a foot short of the wall. So you're mm-hmm. a couple of uh, one better outing and one ball hit maybe a little bit harder away from being 4-0. and And we're not talking about it maybe in the same way that we are now. I think Seattle is picked popular pick to be one of the better teams out of the AL West, which is stacked. And mm-hmm. if that's the way you're going to perform against them, that is huge. Right. And I think to me, that's where that fall off in the Dodger series was felt so much. And really it was a, what the rain delay. And then after the rain delay until the end of Wednesday's game was just ugly. But, you know, mm-hmm. even going back to that, Chris Archer looks solid. Dylan Bundy looks solid. Pagan looked good. Um, you know, Duran, Duran, pardon me. Uh, the, the, there's some pieces here where you're like, all right, okay, now we can build momentum. And I, I think the one thing that hasn't been said enough, if we look at Minnesota, I think it's like every team that they play is either like a, a, a playoff contender, or some type of really top tier team in their division. I don't know if they have a, like, I don't even think they play anybody in the AL central. If they do, I think it might be the white Sox. they, they, but, they do actually this about it uh this coming week they get the royals so okay so i mean uh, like one series and i think yeah. when i looked at that april schedule go if they could figure out a way to be a game under or right at 500 by the end of this then i think they're going to be in a really good spot this is a really tough month for them yeah. especially considering you know you have a shortened spring training you're trying to figure out how this works you just lost kirloff which i know we'll talk about but that seattle series that's that's a positive series for me when you can split two against a team that most likely will be punting for the playoffs this year based on the additions they made. But that, you know, Chris, I don't know if you felt the same way. Yeah. And, and, you know, being as involved in baseball as I am. uh, Yeah. If they come out of this, this month, looking at the schedule, they've got left here in the month of April, they got four at the Red Sox, three at the Royals, three at home versus the White Sox and three at home versus the Tigers and then two on the road to end the month of April against at the uh, Rays. If they come out of this this month, 500, you know, even maybe a game above 500, but at least at 500, I'm going to be a happy Twins fan because right now, I mean, my biggest, my biggest concern is through six games, we've already got seven errors in the field. Yeah, and our second baseman, Luis Arias, two of those seven errors, uh, uh, you know, yeah, that's a relatively low number. But each error that you, you tick up, you tick one error closer to letting a, a run in on an error. So we definitely, we've got to clean it up defensively. But I tell you what, this this Twins team, if, if they – you know, they, they started the regular season at home or the, uh, the home season a day later than they originally were supposed to. They were supposed to play on the 7th. That got rained out to the 8th. If they come out of this, you know, with, with a, a string of wins, um, I'm, I'm happy going into the month of May. Okay. Yeah, I, I 
I agree. And I was actually going to bring up uh, the point you addressed there, Chris. Their their defense um, hasn't, you know, uh, wasn't good last year. I thought it would be better this year with the addition of Korea. Now, of course, it's only been a week, but seven errors already. You said that that's that's too many. An error a game, uh, that's 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 a lot. And you know, growing up, um, that's one thing that you could always say about the Twins, even if they weren't a great team overall. They were disciplined in the field. Um, um, under Tom Kelly, especially the man when he was managing, they stressed uh, defensive fundamentals, and um, that seems the last few years. Uh, maybe did not be the case and, uh, as much, and I think they need to get back to that. Or um, and especially uh, concerning with Rise committing two of those because he's uh, you know he's he doesn't he he hasn't played all that many games yet. You know he's in a platoon situation, so it's not like he's the out there every day. So, yeah, I mean, Arise has has that's two why. errors, and he's only played four games, guys. Yeah, yikes! And that's probably why. That, that's the, you know, if if that was two errors in seven games played, you know, I've I've got a little room, but two yeah. errors in four games, that's that's just at the major league level, not not a good thing. No, not at all. And I mean, in out of position. Too. I mean, I know they've tried to make him a utility guy, putting him in different spots around the field, but maybe he's not cut out to play third base. Maybe he is cut out just second baseman because, I mean, if we look at I think a majority of those errors are not coming at second base. They're coming at third base, and he's filling in for Ushela, and he's trying to fill in that position. It, it just might be where we look at it and go, you got to get his bat in the lineup one way or another, but it might be just second base H. Although I don't even know who else would back up third base then for him. I guess you've got Nick Gordon that could be there, but I don't know if they would trust him being that guy. I know they view him as more of a utility. What, or what a rise has been in the last few years where he can play an outfield position, he can play an infield position. But the larger point being when one of your best hitters, one of your most consistent singles hitters, a guy that could set the table, can't he's a defensive liability, right? What do you, what do, you do, mm-hmm. right? And that's just, that's just unacceptable. And you got to figure out a way to, to eliminate the the errors um, to make sure that this pitching staff can find some momentum. Because I was encouraged. I, I'll be honest. Outside of Duffy and Paddock, I was encouraged by the way they pitched. Um, I think they have. I think they have a really good bullpen. I think if they're starters, if they can get starters to go five or six innings, they're going to be real tough to beat, guys. And I, I think that's that the bats will come. I think you get into better weather and you get some more. I think the bats will, will find a way. They had a great game. What was it? The series finale or the second last game. I think both those games, actually, the, the last two, but specifically that the, the one where they ended up with 10 runs, these bats mm-hmm. will come around. So if this starting pitching could stay consistent, that's great, but you can't have Chris seven airs and six games. That's just not, that's just not a manageable number. That's an ugly number, you know? That's a terrible Uh, number. It really is. Yeah. Totally. I agree with you both there. Um, So, uh, let's see what else. Uh, I think that pretty much kind of sums up what we think about this first week of the the team. Uh, The week that was. The week week that was something. I don't know if you guys have any additional thoughts, um, Chris or, or Daniel, about anything other than that, um, the, other than what we've covered there. If not, we can move on to what we can expect. What we can, what we will be seeing this weekend and next up to next week when we should be back doing this again. Um, yeah. And, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. I got to go get kids here in, in a minute. So I'll, I'll have to drop off and let you two kind of begin with this conversation. But if you don't mind you, I could set it up, say the roster, I know you wanted to talk about this, but the roster changes a little bit now, 
right? With oh, Kirilov yeah. going on the injured uh, list. And obviously this bleeds into what's going to happen over the next week, going uh, uh, starting with Boston. But um, yeah. curious to see, what is it, Larnich is coming up, right? Yeah, Trevor Larnich's back. Um, uh, Alex Kirilov went on the DL with uh, uh, recurrence of uh, sore um, wrist. Same thing that he... Uh, or the same pain in the same area he felt last year that ended his season prematurely. I haven't heard if we've got a MRI or imaging done on it today. Um, I haven't heard an update whether they found anything um, structurally or anything. Um, but he'll miss some time. Uh, he was put on the uh, injured list with a with elbow inflammation, and so and Griffin Jacks was called up from AAA, um, and then and guy who's really new to the organization, uh, Jarrell Cotton, was kind of suddenly designated for assignment um, a couple days ago, or yeah, a couple days ago, um, and. Um, Derek Rodriguez, the son of Hall of Famer uh, Yvonne Rodriguez, was recalled from AAA, um, and he pitched yesterday and did not do well. Um, <laughs> but uh, and he's kind of an interesting story in that the Twins originally drafted him, I think, eight years ago. I think it was seven, eight years ago. But he never he he made them. He didn't. He got traded. Twins are released and uh, signed on with the, the San Francisco Giants, where he actually made his major debut. And then they were they released him, and the Twins got him back this uh, this past off season. So he finally made his debut for the Twins, about eight years after the fact. <laughs> He's been in the organization, but uh, unfortunately, it didn't go well. Yeah, and and, and I mean. It, it seems crazy that we're having this much movement weekend, but boy, you look around major league baseball and the Padres have been hit pretty hard. Blake Snell didn't even make his snart start right away. He had to go on the eye. Johnny more has some, what he had a tinge in his left arm or his left forearm. And that's always scary. You think of Tommy John, everybody's affected by it is kind of the long and short of it. Um, but now we get to see some of these twins players and how they're going to fill in and, and how they're going to do on our, up. I uh, think I'm curious to see uh, Griffin Jacks. I, I know he pitched a little bit last year. I'm excited to see, curious to see how they utilize him in his role. And uh, kind of curious to see how these guys get platooned in Boston. But uh, I'll, I'll let you guys continue the conversation. I do have to drop off, unfortunately. Uh, duty does call. But, um, you know, excited to hear what you guys have to talk about the rest of this podcast. And I'll definitely tune in later. I appreciate you giving me the time, Joe. If you want to, or if you get done, but if you want, you can always pop back on. But uh, otherwise, we'll uh, we'll talk to you fairly soon, pal. Yeah, we'll see you, man. All right. See ya. So, all right. So, um, what are your thoughts, and Chris, about it, all the the roster moves and what what they mean? Oh, I tell you what, it's it's crazy to have this many moves this early in the season. Ah. Uh, and I mean, it's just, but it's one of those things. I mean, you take a look at the at the the twins, and I I did uh, go looking for an update on Kirloff, and there there's no update yet today. Uh, he's still listed on the ten day DL, but uh, you know, obviously, uh, you're you're starting left fielder. You're not going to want to have him out for, for too long. And Alcala, the also on the ten day uh, DL. He's, I mean, uh, an arm that we've got, you know, in the reliever spot, second on the depth chart. Um, yeah. But I mean, you take a look at all of these transactions across the league. Uh, it's just not. It's yeah, it's not crazy not limited to the twins at all um you know and that's kind of the thing with the 
truncated spring training like everybody had to have um, things like injuries are more more likely to happen, unfortunately. Um, which also probably, I guess, if we can go back to that Dodgers series just for a second, because um, we meant we had mentioned that uh, when uh, Clayton Kershaw had almost thrown a perfect game at the Twins. Um, probably, maybe the only reason he didn't is because he was lifted uh, after seven innings, I believe, um, by um, seven innings and 80 pitches. Um, and I can't believe it's for any other reason than it's his first start of the season and he's coming off uh, a season where he he uh, was on the disabled list himself for a good chunk of it. And uh, they, the manager didn't want to wear him out this early. Um, but it's still kind of a controversial move when a guy's uh, play, throwing a perfect game, I would say. So I, I'm really curious to exactly how that conversation in the dugout went. I know Clayton said all the right things that he he says he agreed with the move. I'm not sure I buy it, though. Well, I mean, you look at his line, seven yeah. innings pitch, no runs, no hits, struck yeah. out 13, pitch breakdown, 80 total pitches thrown, 53 of them strikes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, Joe. I don't know that I agree that you know, all is fine and dandy in the in the dugout after that. Just because, I mean, you're doing that well. You haven't given up a hit. Your your balls to strikes ratio is, you know, like I said, fifty three to twenty seven. Why would you pull at that point? Mm-hmm. I mean, I the can only see, reason, if, yeah. you know, I can see if he had given up a hit or a run. I just, I, I can't believe that Kershaw would be okay with that. Yeah. And, I mean, he said he was, but, again, in his heart of hearts, I don't, I just can't imagine. Because um, I'd, be, I'd be mad. <laughs> you know, I know. You know, it's a long season, of course. All of that uh, yada stuff, and um, but you know, you have a chance for doing something you've never done. That's you know, only twenty-three. What is it they said? Twenty-three guys have successfully done it in the majors. That's, yeah, throw throwing a perfect game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at that, and then the 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 perfect game that comes to my mind was um, Andres Galarraga back in or, the uh, what uh, year was that? Uh, um, when when he had Andres, thrown but... a perfect game, but it was blown by Jim Joyce. Yeah, it's not Andres Galarraga. He was the hitter, but um, I forgot his Or was that name. Armando oh. Galarraga? There you go. There you go. There yeah. we go. And there I'll, we go. And the only reason that didn't happen is because of a blown call at first. Jim Joyce, the umpire, he did acknowledge that he blew it when he saw it. Um, or I think he might have even said he knew it as almost, but he couldn't reverse it. They didn't have replay that back then um, when that happened. So replay was instituted. Otherwise, that would have clearly saved that one. Um, don't, get, don't get me started on replay in sports. Because that not, could make for a fun podcast. You don't like it? That uh, in certain situations, um, I I do. Okay. Just getting a report over uh, from ESPN that uh, relief pitcher Cody Stashak is expected to begin um, a rehab assignment today at High Fort Myers. That's according to Access Twins. Oh. So. Uh, Hopefully getting a reliever back there and Cody Stashak. I'm a bad fan then. I didn't even know he was 
injured. <laughs> yeah, it says bi- something with his biceps. He's on the ten day DL or ten uh, day IL. I I I just figured he didn't make the team out of spring training because of performance. Um, so may- maybe that's the case, and he went on the IL in the minors. Um, but uh, but well, I'm glad he's a, he's going to be starting a rehab assignment anyway. So. Um, Unfortunately, he's been a little bit of a disappointment when he has been in the majors. I keep hoping for him like I do all of them. But uh, but uh, so far, it seems like he's, he gets in spots where he struggles. But, um, but thanks for that update. Um, and then I guess we can uh, talk about um, this coming week here. Uh, you kind of touched on it. They got they got seven games. They don't have a day off um, this week um, after tonight. Um, uh, then they got four games against the Boston Red Sox this weekend, Friday through Monday. Um, all day games, which is odd, except in April they do that because that's the warmest part of the day, <laughs> and especially on the east and west and, or east coast and around these parts. Um, so, and then in fact, the last game of that series is going to start at 10 a.m. because it's Patriots Day, and that's when they run fun right after the game, or even maybe before, I think maybe before the game's over. Um, but so they they get they make the Red Sox start games at 10 a.m. that day. So I was going to say, I, I was looking at that and I was like, is that a typo? Is that really a 10, 10 a.m. game start? Uh, that's, yeah. oh, that's going to be rough. I mean, it's 11 a.m. there, but 10 our, 10 our time, yeah. Um, yeah, that's quite quite early. I, I, I mean, I, I remember as a kid, sometimes the Twins would play at like 11 morning, but, I mean, that's, that's not. That's still. I mean, it's only an hour, but it's still an hour. That's. That means they're. Those guys are gonna have to be at the ballpark probably like six or seven in the morning, <laughs> you know, and be prepared to play a game in just a two or three, three or four hours later. Which that that seems like that's gonna be rough. And then they got to turn around. They don't even get a day off, and they got to travel and. Uh, and then start a series the next day. So, but such is the life of a major leaguer, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the the interesting part is you know they play Monday the eighteenth at ten ten in the morning, then they travel to Kansas City, get there probably late afternoon, and then they turn around Tuesday and start the three game set against the Royals at seven ten. You know, mm-hmm. so they're going to go from an early morning game, basically, for them against the the Sox on the 18th mm-hmm. to a, an evening game the next day in Kansas City. That's going to be very interesting. At least it's an evening game. They don't have to turn around and play a noon game or something. <laughs> they got. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have more think... than 24 hours to recover. I don't think Rocco Baldelli would let that happen. Well, it's not up to him, but. <laughs> you can't tell me he doesn't have some say in it. I don't think that they do. Uh, I don't, I think that's all, whoever makes up the schedule. Um, I it's don't all know probably exactly New York. how it works, but, but uh, I don't think that have much say. I, I know they try to be as nice as possibly can when possible but uh that's gonna be a rough 24 hours for the twins but uh but they'll they'll manage and so four games in boston that's that's gonna be that could either be that's gonna be a test for this team i'd say um the red sox are always good and and in a ballpark you know they'll be in their home ballpark so they'll have the that advantage the twins don't play there much anymore um you know i think that might be the only time they go there 
maybe there's another time. But uh, with the with the unbalanced schedule, they they don't play. They play a lot of their their division, but other divisions they play once or twice. Um, and then next year, it's going to be even crazier because they decided that they're play everybody at least one series uh, next year. So all all 30 teams will face each other, which has never happened. That'll be interesting next year, but um, this coming series, though, uh, they'll have rotation. Um, their top four starters will get their second their second start. Hopefully Things will go better, um, and I think that they should be able to to compete with the Red Sox pretty pretty decently. Would, would, do you feel the same way? I mean, it's it's going to do a lot with the, with the pitching. Joe Ryan coming off a uh, a tough two one loss on last yeah. Friday. Um, you know, he gave he up well. Yeah. Yeah, two runs, two hits, and four innings pitched. Struck out four. Great, great uh, pitching performance. So, again, uh, being a baseball mind like you and I are, he's got to. They've got to put that game, and they've got to put every game, you know, in the back of their head. It's still got to be there, but they got to focus on where they are going forward. They got a tough four game set against Boston. Then they've got a tough three-game set at Kansas City. You know, if, if they take two out of the four against Boston, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a series win, but a series split, you know, not bad. Sending them into a, a division rivalry against Kansas City on the road. This is a, a Minnesota Twins team that is, you take a look at the, the latter part of the schedule, uh, this isn't the only time they're going to have to be road warriors. I mean, they get a oh, no. seven game road trip uh, that goes to Tampa and Baltimore in, in late April, early May. And then they got another road trip, a six gamer that goes to Oakland and Kansas city. And then they go, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Is that a five? That's a five gamer to, to Detroit in early June and three to Toronto after that. So this is going to give the twins a, a really good test. And of course, um, you know, they, they started the first um, six games at home. Going to be a great test for Minnesota. Now taking, taking the show on the road and playing in a, a stadium like Boston's got, I'm, I'm excited to see it and play the Red Sox. Yeah, it'll, it'll be I think that'll be a very interesting one. Um, and uh, it'll be a true test. You would expect Joe Ryan to go more than four innings if he's pitching well. Uh, uh, same, well, it'll be to be lengthened out um, at least an inning, depending on their pitch count and performance. Um, that's one key, um, and um, hopefully the the defense um, shores up a little bit there because we've already discussed how they're not they're not um, some some guys are not performing that well there. Um, and then they go to, as you said, they go to Kansas City um, for three, and uh, Kansas City. Um, I guess I forgot to check how they're doing. I think they're about the same as us. I think they might be two and four as well. Um, should look. But, uh, they uh, they're always kind of tough to play for the like because um, they got some pieces. You know, they always have their their solid backs. Pablo Sandoval or or is that. Anyway, and he's you know he's their he's our player, and, uh, you know, and then they got uh, rookie of the year candidate Bobby Witt Jr., um, who I'm kind of interested to see, uh, just to see what the hype's about there. 
Um, so that'll be interesting there, I'd say. Uh, yeah, as as we're recording, that's they're they're um, they're on a three game losing streak. Uh, okay. Wednesday night's game at St. Louis is postponed. Um, they're playing right now. Uh, game one of a four game set against Detroit. The the one difference is they have Monday off before they play uh, Minnesota on uh, Tuesday. So that's going to be very interesting as far as, you know, they'll have a day of rest versus Minnesota. They get to play straight through. True. Okay. So, yeah, that could make a difference the first game. But it is early in the season, so hopefully fatigue isn't too big of a factor. Um, despite that goofiness of that we discussed there, um, so yeah, that's I'm not sure. There's a whole lot more to say there uh, about what we've got there. Uh, I don't know if would you want to delve into this. I thought it might be fun for uh, the listeners to get to know you a little bit, um, and. Uh, I always like to ask this people I, uh, you know, who I just, I mean, I met you before, but I never got a chance to ask you this. Uh, but uh, how long have you been a Twins fan? So I've been a Twins fan all my life. Uh, I remember I must have been in fourth or fifth grade. Uh, I grew up in Grafton. And okay. the uh, – Twins Winter Caravan came in, and that year it was Dick Bramer. Um, okay. I want to say it was Tony Oliva, but the highlight of that for me was meeting Harmon Killebrew um, uh-huh. and getting to vi- and getting to visit with Harmon about the game. You know, obviously Killebrew is very well known and was even more oh, yeah. well known back then. Um, that really kind of was my launching point to, to being a twins fan. And after all these years of, of heartache and heartbreak and this and that, I, I just can't give up on the twins and, <laughs> and I won't they're, give up on the twins bad as, habit. as long as I live. <laughs> they're a bad habit. We just can't quit, man. Um, duh. so now that makes of so my wife got to meet Harmon a few years ago and uh, she so and I never did unfortunately um, before that could ever occur he passed away obviously we all know that um, I I get to um First one I remember going to was when I was in college, actually. I went to college at Common Tech in uh, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. And so they were there. They came through there, and Kirby Puckett came through. So you got to meet the man, the myth, the legend that is Kirby. Um, Didn't really because kind of popular so <laughs> just had the chance to get his autograph and um, shake his hand that that's pretty cool I remember I believe Jock Jones for was on there on that trip as well as uh, either Dick Bremer or John Gordon or both maybe were on that late that trip that year and then I know this the last one that went. I'm in Grand Forks, as you know. Um, and the last time they had one here, uh, got to uh, uh, get the hands and get teased by uh, a Hall of Famer in the name of, by the name of Bert Blylevin. Circle me, Bert. Mr. Circle Me Bert. 
Uh, turned out, I think that was his last year of uh, broadcasting. He was, uh, he's since, of course, we know he's been replaced by Justin Morneau. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so the, that was when you were a kid, uh, obviously, when you got to meet Harmon. So, and you said Tony Oliva too was there, you believe? I'm pretty sure it was Oliva. That's pretty cool. So, and I've only been to one, I've only been to one Twins game in my life. Okay. It's on my bucket list to change that, but it was the last game the Twins played against the New York Yankees in uh met in the metrodome oh and uh exactly. i don't have have i don't know if you've been to any games at the dome but uh right. our tickets were mm-hmm. way out in, in left center field above okay. that huge wall and uh i remember um, it was just so much fun watching guys like Derek Jeter for the, the Yankees. And that, that's not me say, I, I want to go on record now. That's <laughs> not me saying I'm a Yankees fan. Oh no. Uh, but it was just so much fun watching that and uh, yeah. being uh, surrounded by Yankees fans. I uh, got a little hostile at times. Hey, that had to be awful. Uh, yeah, well, it, it was, that part. I mean, it, it was, but, um, just so many awesome memories of that game and the the heckling the fans gave uh, Jeter when he came up to bat. It, just, it was a great time. That's, that's pretty funny. Uh, Makes me excited no, for I, summer uh, summer baseball to come around again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe we can tell tell people how we met um there was this uh college level would you call that um, yep summer college bat, summer college wood bat league that uh um uh, the town uh, called the expedition league and they uh, at last year they had here in grand forks who's Actually, not from Grand Forks, but due to the pandemic, they're they're from uh, uh, somewhere in Canada. I forget. You can pro- probably remind me, Chris. Where yeah, from, it was uh, the Wheat uh, City, uh, Brandon, Manitoba. There you go. That's right. And uh, had to, they that league. Most of the teams are in the United States, if not all of them, except for this team. They, they have, with the border being closed, they they didn't have a place to be. So Grand Forks stepped up and and housed the players on the team, and uh, they played their home games uh, in Grand Forks, and it's preparing them for getting their own team in that league this summer. So that that'll be interesting to see how it goes. Are you going to be part of that this year too? Yeah, so this year I'm I'm not going to be a part of it. Um, okay. Got some things going on this summer, but uh, definitely looking forward to getting back into the baseball scene. Uh, you know, as the years go on. But you know, I <laughs> funny story of how you and I met. Um, so with the the Whiskey Jacks, I I was kind of their their media relations coordinator for the year that they were in Grand Forks. I, so I headed up, you know, their play-by-play and all of that. And then I got uh, a couple of duties added on and I started recruiting game day, game day help. And uh, I got this email sent to us by, I think it was the league or maybe it was one of uh, my GMs from a guy named Joe Gunderson. And he wanted to, be uh, was it the PA guy? Well, I had heard. Or, or was uh, it play by play? I would have done either one or both, man. Uh, what what happened was uh, a mutual friend of ours. At least I assume he is because 
guy knows everybody. Um, Josh Jones. That yes, uh, he I think had been approached to do the PA announcing first, but had to decline because of his busy schedule. Um, and then he he brought it up to me, and then from there I sent an email. I guess that ended up in your hands. So, yeah, so uh, so actually, I had I had I had reached out to Josh um, to say, hey, you know, you, I I know how good of a voice you've got. Can you can you do our PA? Mm-hmm. And you know, we kind of went back and forth. He made the decision uh, that that he wasn't going to be able to do it. So then, yeah, yeah, I got your name sent to me, and you and I met, and uh, you know, kind of went over logistically. Um, how we were going to make it work, you know, if we could make it work. And yeah, for anybody that's been to craft field and has seen the, uh, the broadcast booth, you know, exactly what we're talking about when we say make it work. It's the smallest booth I've been in yet. Um, well, but and for those that haven't, it's, it's a, it's uh it is little, it's uh just a little field that was used. Uh, mostly until uh, continue their baseball program by the University of North Dakota um, and uh, other and now uh, teams in the area probably high school and but uh, yeah not not back there <laughs> at yeah. all but the the one thing that that I'll say about you Joe is is you were what I call what most baseball teams would call a utility man. I um, I threw something at you, and I'm like, "Hey, would you be willing to learn the scoreboard?" You were willing to do the scoreboard, and you know, right. just <laughs> we had so much fun last summer. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't end up getting to do the the PA announcing or any play-by-play, but that's okay. Uh, I know a lot of the the, uh, uh, college summer interns there, they got some great experience doing that kind of thing, as well as when you were able to be there and do that. Yeah, I got to run scoreboard every night that I could be there. So... Don't worry, Joe. I got <laughs> I got big I got big plans for you eventually, buddy. Uh oh. Oh that that might scare me there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that uh, means. don't be too scared. <laughs> well, then, that sounds ominous. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe the FM Red Hawks will be calling one day. Oh jeepers. Oh my <laughs> I have I I have uh, connections, you know. I don't. I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll be I think uh, Mr. Jack Michaels has that covered for a while, while longer, unless he's decided on doing another career path that I don't know about. Um, <laughs> but uh, see, see, guys, I, now I got it. Now I got it. Worried. It, it, uh, it, yeah. This is this is fun. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, anyway, me there. Um, you have, you don't know what to say, do you? No, you, you got me got me wondering if you're if you're BSing me or not here. Um, let's see another thing. I guess I asked. I had uh, last week. I had a lady on uh, named Sherry. She unfortunately seem wasn't able to tonight like I had hoped. But uh, she's with twinsdaily.com, and I had asked her, uh, so I'll ask you, um, I had asked her the same question about how long she's been twins fan. We already discussed that with you, but I also asked her, um, what is, have one, what would be the movie? Sandlot. Sandlot. All right, we're peas in a pod. I, uh, no movie. hesitation on that at all. I love that movie. Yeah. 
I know exactly. Hers was interesting to me, and she said it was uh, a movie for love of the game, which I like it, but it, I don't know that it's in my top five even. But it's I still liked it, and I I I own it, but um, but I I would say um, that I agree with you that Sandlot's number one. And then I think, for me anyway, what I uh, enjoy the most is uh, an older movie called Major League. If you haven't seen that, just Major League, the first one. Uh, It was about uh, the Cleveland Indians. Um, And if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. If for nothing else than uh, Bob Uke and his role, um, he's a play-by-play guy. And Indians, which fifth because in real life he's a play-by-play guy in the major leagues for the Milwaukee Brewers and has been for longer than I think either you or I have been alive. Um, but well, definitely me. Oh. Seeing <laughs> as he started in 1971. 71. So, see, he uh, he circumvents me too by ten years. Then, so I I tell but, you what, at that age, at age eighty eight, I really hope I'm still doing my career at that point. At age eighty eight, just like Bob Euchre. I, wow, I didn't even know he was that up there. I knew he was. I I didn't know if he was eighty yet or. That, that is incredible to be that in uh, it and still doing it really well. Um, uh, so, but uh, but yeah, he's just if you if you haven't seen that anybody out there or you yourself, Chris, you got to do yourself a favor and do that as, at some point because it's. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if you're someone who does this, but I, uh, I'm also not only love the game itself, watching it and movies. I also will read everything I can about it. If, and uh, um, I don't know if I have a favorite baseball book, but wondering if if you do. So. Crazily, I so my day job for a living is a, a producer for a radio show. Actually, I produce a couple of radio shows out of Fargo. Um, so, yeah. as as a part of my my career, I got to do a lot of reading. But I I I, I hate to admit this, I really okay. do. But I'm not a reader. You're not. You don't do it for fun. No, I just do it for work. Okay. Well, that's okay. I, I'm not the specific reader myself, but I've read a few baseball books um, that are excellent. I especially like uh, biographies of players, autobiographies and biographies of players. Um, so I've recently um, brought through in the last couple of years came out with the book. Um, like, I'm sure you, you remember years ago he had a, a major heart attack. Um, after that, that, uh, that his, he, he, and thankfully he is still with us even though he's in the best of shape after that because he had to have a heart transplant and, and everything. Um, but he, he talks about that and all and of course, the, the certain things about his career. I, I I would recommend that if you ever get the chance. Um, but uh, that's that's one that sticks out. Um, also, the autobiography of, uh, uh, of Hank Aaron, the late great Hank Aaron. That one was fascinating to me as well. Those are ones that I can think of right off the top of my head. But but that's. So if you ever did decide you want something, those are two things I can recommend. Um, well, 
Uh, I don't know about you, but I think the end of what we can think of to talk about. Wanted to mention or anything? No, I'm I'm really excited to be a part of this, and thanks for inviting me to to come along for the ride. Uh, it's going to be a fun time talking uh, the uh, the great American pastime baseball, and specifically talking the Minnesota Twins. Uh, it's going to be a fun week, and can't wait to do it all next Thursday. All right, sir. Well, and uh, we will talk to you. Hope. The other two people that I um, had hoped, well, one was here, and hopefully he'll be able to stay longer next. Um, and hopefully my friend Sherry will be able to. But uh, even if it is just us, we'll have a good time. So That's uh, right. Thanks, buddy. Again, you bet. Thank you for for being able to see you all next week. Go Twins. And- we have more happy thoughts to talk about in a week. So you take your easy guy. All right. You too, buddy. Bye now. Bye. All right.